Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Ice House Fit Podcast. I'm Coach Jeremy. And I'm Coach Mo. What are we talking about this week? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. We're talking about the death scroll. We're talking about social media. Doom scroll, scrolliosis. Yeah. Probably a thousand other terms for this as well. I feel like you used one right before we got here and I was like, what was that? <laughs> I'm so out of the loop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I am a doom scroller. Hi, my name is Sarah Mazingo and I am a doom scroller. Yeah. Same here. It, like, it's, <laughs> it's so easy. I mean, it's, it's coming from the technology world is that yeah. we look for ways to keep people in certain apps and keep people in these spaces because you know, from business business model, that's that's how most of these pe- places make money. Yep. It's the old adage, if if a product is free, you are the product. You are. Yeah. So, that was wild. What was that movie? The Social Experiment. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Whoa. Really opened things up for you? It really did, especially yeah. from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Like if, if whatever you just said, if the product is it's free, free then you're you the are prop. the product. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. There's many times of like in the world that we don't necessarily view ourselves as something to be monetized. Yeah. And like looking at from, I mean, that's what advertising, that's where the money comes from really, mm-hmm. is yeah. that you're, you're paying, paying somebody to allow them to use your attention. Your attention and your time and mm-hmm. everything. And now when we're in the technology world, it's in your, your data, yeah, your first party data of, you know, who are you? What are you interested in? Yeah. You have this whole profile that shows how valuable you are to certain advertisers. That was wild. I, yeah. okay. So two things I know about myself. One, trying to think of the politically correct way to say this, but like, I am a marketer's dream. <laughs> you give me an ad, I'm going to click, I'm going to look through it. I mm-hmm. click for two reasons. One, just because I'm a child and I can't not. And two, <laughs> Big shiny button. Yeah. Like, oh, where does this go? Two, there's a general, a, a genuine interest in like, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. What does their first email look like? Yeah. What does uh, their try to get me to buy their product? And rarely, if ever, do I ever buy, mm-hmm. but I will click all the way to the last button. Just like see what it is and yeah. how get all they the get offers. Your payment? How do they do this? Yeah. Like how many emails are they going to send me within the first 24 hours? How long is that first funnel page to tell me the same message 20 times? Yeah. 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 How, how many, like once you click the link at what, how many opportunities are there to buy? Cause mm-hmm. usually like it's a like four is the average. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am, I, marketers would love me yeah. except for I never buy. <laughs> no, so they hate you because you're, you're, you know, from a monetization standpoint, you're, you're wasting a lot of money. I am. Yeah. Because they, <laughs> they pay pay-per-view, pay-per-click, pay you know, all of those things. And to circle this back to what we- Coming back around. Coming back around to yeah. our main topic, because these are, these are things that are very salient yeah. this time of the year. Yeah. Getting targeted ads for the weight loss supplements, getting target, like this is- this is the the time and space for the fitness industry to go hog wild. Yes. Buying advertising is super cheap, yep. usually in January. Yep. So they can really bombard you with everything they possibly can. So supplements, workout programs, at-home programs, one-on-one coaching, all of the things. I'm not saying that that's necessarily a bad thing. No, we're in that world. Exactly. We are those people as well. And it becomes really easy to derail yourself. 100%. Um, because you're looking at it, we all look for what's the quickest way to get myself to the goals. Yeah. Like there's nothing necessarily or inherently wrong with a shortcut. It's that when we 
we look to the shortcut as the like the path yeah versus like i'm on a path yeah that's where things get to be because we're distracted we're, we're walking somebody else's path instead of our own yeah we're not focusing on the things that we actually know that will get us forward could that weight loss supplement help me drop 20 pounds in a month absolutely could is that what's the cost of that from my health standpoint right like i saw my favorite one that i've seen i don't want to necessarily call out products but i'm going to call out a product because i think it's hilarious yeah and also pretty dangerous it's called colon broom oh yeah (laughs) this was like a fad when i was in college i've seen it come around a few times yeah this is a laxative folks yeah like there's a reason why that's the name (laughs) yeah it's gonna clean you out and yeah when I was when I was in college, there was so much about cleansing your colon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How much weight you keep trapped in your colon? Yeah, let's kill all your bacteria. Seems like a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and like you said, so a couple things with the doom scrolling. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. We know that. I think everybody's heard that. It's a pretty common quote, and yet uh, it's so easy to do, mm-hmm. right? And the majority of pushed advertisement is to make you feel bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I want to back this up just a little bit because the reason, in my opinion, the reason that social media is so successful, one, they're paying people to do the psychology. If you look at that point, like we're doomed. We don't stand a chance from the psychological standpoint, right? Like the people, the amount of money that's going into uh, knowing how to keep you on a platform is... Mm -hmm astronomical it's you it's them versus your willpower 100 percent. and your willpower that has been taught through we're always taught to go outside of ourselves for the answer mm-hmm. and so from a very young age like you go to school and you're you're taught that school is the way you're taught that higher education is the way you're taught that like all of these things are the way except for you the person are the actual way right mm-hmm. And so when we look at that from a social media standpoint, so we've grown up our whole lives thinking we have to look outside of ourselves for the answer. And then we get this really cool toy. Mm -hmm. And in this toy, we can look outside of ourselves constantly for that answer. And uh, for me, I know the doom scroll happens when I'm avoiding something in my reality. Mm -hmm. When there is something outside of my reality um, that I don't want to, that I don't want to deal with, whether it's, we're getting right around tax time, whether it's whatever big project that I'm working on that I'm like, it sounds like I don't have the energy right now. So what I'll do is put my energy into <laughs> mm-hmm. a doom scroll yeah. and it is designed to keep me on the platform. Mm-hmm. It's fun knowing that. Cause sometimes I like to just take it and go, just see how many times it's I like see the same thing. Slot machine of content. Yeah. yeah. And like if you've stopped for like five seconds on something, notice how many times you see that same person pop up or mm-hmm. like minded people like that. And so it's fun for me to play that game too. But when we get into that, so for me, uh, like looking at gym owners come up a lot for me, mm-hmm. right? This like, we'll get your gym to seven figures in no time, right? Two weeks mm-hmm. later, you're here. And so if it's not only from a, from a fitness standpoint, it's any area in your life where you've considered getting better. Mm-hmm. They're going to throw at you all of these people that are doing better than you. Yep. 
Or right. it's going to be the the things that you engage with, the things that you comment on, the things that you've rewatched, you share with your friends. You're like, oh, look at this crazy thing that so-and-so did. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see more and more and more of it. And those are the things that, you know, beyond the the time commitment and the energy commitment of going into these things, those are the things that have that influence on us. Absolutely. Where and it's, for me, it's like, it's proving over and over and over and over and over again that I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Right. So when we look at that from, uh, like our, our business model, right. Fitness, nutrition, mindset, and recovery. And we want to help people thrive in life. We are spending the majority of our energy having conversations like this on the podcast, behind the scenes with our clients in front of our clients, uh, on ways to get them to thrive. Mm-hmm. They don't even make it to the parking lot before there's comparison of where they're not. Mm-hmm. Well, and f- from either people who have you know, decades invested in their own personal growth mm-hmm. that we don't get to see in that five second, 15 second, second snippet, or they're just generally bad actors. I mean, the, yeah. the big blow up and the big not surprising reveal of... You know, this will be old at this point, but the liver king, uh-huh. the big portion of that of like, yeah, follow my ancestral tenants, buy my na- all natural supplements and eat raw liver and you'll look like me. I don't know if you remember the movie Clueless. <laughs> no, not Clueless. Uh, what's the one where she legally blonde? Yeah. Favorite movie of all time, by the way, everybody. Second favorite. Willy Wonka. Top. Always. Always on the list. Because when she was, <laughs> this, it, it hits home for the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. She's getting defended because she was, uh, she was not guilty because she was getting liposuction. Mm-hmm. And the uh, liver king, right? Mm-hmm. The amount of work that it takes to be there. Yes. And to be there consistently and to be there always mm-hmm. is unrealistic. Yes. Well, I mean, what we found in the the emails and all of these things, it's up to $10,000 in steroids every month. Like yeah. what normal person has a chance with that? And, and that's the thing that people like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take a left turn. Yeah. Uh, that's the part that people don't see about health, mm-hmm. right? When you see somebody who is completely shredded, it is very rare that you see them completely shredded for their entire life. Correct. There are moments, mm-hmm. there are seasons where they are completely shredded. I mean, you look at, you look at former pro bodybuilders, even, even when the ones that were enhanced, Yep. you look like a Dorian Yates, you look at Dorian Yates now versus Dorian Yates two years, 20 years ago. And you're like, how is that the same person? And like, you look at like, for me, I follow Dana Lynn Bailey. I think yeah. she's amazing. And she is still jacked, mm-hmm. but she is not shredded. Yeah. She like, I wouldn't. She's doing good things. Mm-hmm. It is rare. There are people that have the DNA and the the human structure that that's where their body is. Yes, they are mm-hmm. the outliers. There is is health is not that. Well, and also too, like looking at somebody like Dana Lynn Bailey, like she spent how many years building up to that area and still is. And just like she's like, I just want to stay here and maintain this. Uh, that's not where she to, is. Not trying to grow more. Right. Or not trying to get bigger, not trying to get necessarily stronger. I'm just trying to hold on to what I have. Yeah. And like, it's the absolute love of her life. Mm-hmm. 
is that. Yeah. Right. And so there's, there is that piece to it, right? Mm -hmm. If fitness is your absolute love of your life and you've figured out a way to be happy, healthy, and excited about it. Hell yeah. You're going to, you're going to look jacked. Yeah. It's just how nature works. Right. For the majority of us, you know, parents, people with uh, high stress jobs, high performing careers that would like to have a hobby every once in a while that isn't necessarily living at a gym. Yeah. Who like to go skiing and uh, we have an obscene amount of snow for this time of year, <laughs> like get out and play in that, go cross country skiing, do all of those things. The odds of you looking like the liver king or Dana Lynn Bailey are very slim. Mm -hmm. You have to want to look like that to look like that. <laughs> you do. You mm -hmm. really, really do. And you have to put the time, effort and energy. So when you're doom scrolling through social media and you're seeing all of these, you know, these high level, if you're into functional fitness, a high level CrossFit athletes, you're seeing, uh, I've gotten more into endurance sports. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at my body compared to, uh, like a, a high level endurance, um, triathlete, marathon runner or yeah. cyclist, yeah. right? Like, I'm like, I don't know that my shoulder would actually get that small. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't know that my upper body would actually shrink that much. And I don't know that my super long femur legs are ever going to grow that much. Mm -hmm. You know, like we have a weightlifter in the gym and I look at his quads every day and I'm like, how did you do that? And then I'm like, they're two feet long. <laughs> got short femurs like I do. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> of course they're going to grow. Right. Yeah. And so that's where like comparison with reality has to come together mm -hmm. right and understanding like i have i've never actually measured it but i have like a 36 inch inseam mm -hmm. right that leg is never going to be quadzilla mm -hmm. it's going to be my version of quadzilla yeah. which is going to be about your bicep because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we look at that in comparison because you're, you're how tall? I'm almost six. So like yes. five eleven. So like, I'm not, I'm five ten. Yeah. And so my inseam is like 30.531. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so like very different version of like, yeah. not that different in height. Like if we're sitting down, you're probably three inches taller than me. Yeah. Because it's all torso. torso. <laughs> it's so tiny. <laughs> um, but in the comparison game, I think this can go the opposite direction too, beyond the like, I want to look like so-and-so or like, why don't I look like this? Yeah. Um, I've seen this happen, especially in our uh, female populations with women, young girls, especially, mm -hmm. which is, you know, for all the things that we, we, we've talked many times of negatives of CrossFit, one of the things that I think is the most positive is that it, it normalized strong, powerful women. 100%. And it normalized the ability for women to have muscles. Yeah. And yet there's still stigma around that. And we, we get people that come into the gym all the time where I have conversations with people on the street of like, yes, I would like to get fitter and I don't want to be muscly. Or I don't want to yeah. look like X, Y, and Z. You're like, well, what does that actually mean? And what does that look like? So they're being fed a post by like Dana Lynn Bailey. Yep. And they're like, oh, if I touch a, if I touch a dumbbell, I'm going to look like that. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's not necessarily the case either. So they're thinking there's by this, not necessarily, that's not the case. That's not a reality for any <laughs> of us, really. Um, not without some, some major, major changes to life and biochemistry. Um, that these things are are out there in the world that people think that this is just something that happens. And I was there too yeah. when I was, um, before I came to Ice House, because yeah. I thought six weeks I would be 
looking like a Marvel superhero. Yeah. And because that's what we get told through these marketing ploys, through these these programs of like six weeks to your most shredded lifestyle possible. Can you do something like that? Possibly, yes. Yes, it is. It's not impossible. It's unlikely. You're not going to love the process. Correct. You're going to actively hate it. And then you're going to swing the opposite way. It's the same reason we've talked crash diets. Yeah. This is why they don't work is that they're not an actual change to the lifestyle. It's It's a novel change for a short amount of time. And you see this big change to the physiology. And when the physiology starts to catch up, if you can't continue that habit or continue that lifestyle, yeah. your body's going to try to like just keep it where it is. Yep. It's where it wants to stay. It wants yeah. to stay exactly where it is right now. Yep. And that's it. Let's, let's touch on that for a little bit mm-hmm. for just a moment. I know we're, we're into the social, but for those of you that, cause we're into January yeah. and we talked about this a little bit on our nutrition podcast. And I want to, I want to just reiterate that when you're going for the long-term change. So I am in this boat with a lot of people. I, uh, I'm not exactly where I want to be right now. Mm -hmm. I put a lot of effort into my inside, my inside world. I put a lot of effort into my business world and I did the thing that a lot of business people do. And I was like, my health is here. I own a gym and I'm like, my health is here. I'm good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. It's good enough for right now. When you, when you decide that like, okay, I'm going to give myself 2023 to, be in the best shape of my life. Know that that is in October. Mm -hmm. You are prepping now for October. Yes. Right. Like you're going to look good for summer. Like, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. You're going to be like on the path. If as long as you stay on the path, you're on the path. Right. Mm -hmm. And a lot of drastic changes will happen in that first 90 days. Mm -hmm. And those drastic changes are to the ones that you can't necessarily see. Right. So as you start to come off sugar, as you start to come off, you know, you're making the, the doom scroll changes and you're being mind, like the awareness is there that you're doing it. Uh, there's the awareness of like, instead of sitting and watching television every night, maybe you're out for a walk or, you know, you're, you're doing something active with your kids or you're actively making those little changes. That process is exactly that. Mm-hmm. allowing yourself the time to get there. Mm-hmm. So if you are a January kickoff person, I want you to just tell yourself right now, like even if you've been with ice house for a long time and you're just like, okay, this is the goal I want in 2023, mm-hmm. right? We, we did Jeremy's goals setting workshop. It was amazing. And you're like, this is my path. And in that he told you it is not tomorrow. Right. And so as you are doom scrolling and you're seeing all those people that are doing it in two to three weeks, I'm going to tell you that they did it. I'm going to pull the curtain back. There are a few people on social media that are being extremely transparent right now. And I absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. Um, Still 90% of the people imagine putting your real self out for everybody to see. That's how everybody else feels about doing that too. Mm -hmm. A continuation of all all of that when we talk about getting into something new being able to you've got this big new goal you're stepping into it you've you've done all of the like the work in the workshop that we we've done you start to craft this reality you start to craft this identity around the person who achieves whatever big thing you set out yeah there is also 
a tendency, and I know I have this one in the biggest possible way of I'm not doing enough. Mm. You get to the end of the day and you're like, yeah, I ate mostly well. I moved my body for about 20 minutes purposefully. I did some of them. I did did some things. Yeah. It wasn't perfect. And so I didn't do enough. Yeah. So allowing yourself the time, space, and clarity when you normally would grab the phone to start to do that scroll and create this comparison game for you. Um, especially because you've got this strong FOMO yeah. of like, I might miss something really cool yeah. because that's what yep. it's engineered to do. Yep. Tell yourself, like go through the list and, and actually look at the things that you did and let that be enough. Yeah. Like I like this morning, per, like as an example, I normally am a, at least I'm up out of bed by 4am every morning. This morning was not that. Yeah. And part of myself for my journey, my goals is is to actually pull back from running 24-7 nearly. And so... It's a beautiful thing, everybody. Yeah. And so it was like for me, when I have my little reflection practice at the end of the day, I was like, even if I don't change anything else in my day, if I get through the minimum effective dose of whatever I need to do... You know, I, I showed up for the meetings. I'm here doing a podcast. Um, I'm showing up for my sessions with my clients, doing those things. I can say at the end of the night, that was enough. Yeah. It was truly enough for today. Yes, there's another day tomorrow. And I can always look to be 1% better from that. And if I'm always trying to stack more, what actually is enough? And it's the, is it Parks and Rec? The whole ass versus the half ass, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what are you actually putting your whole ass into? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that in that process, your awareness, like where your awareness goes is what's controlling your life. Mm -hmm. Right. And so a way to use social media as a tool. So something that I've been working on is financial balance and really getting a hold of like all of the finances, right? So we have like gym finances and personal finances and Ashley has a business and I have a business and like figuring out all of that stuff and where your awareness goes, your attention grows. Is that the quote? I think so. So every morning I wake up and instead of doom scrolling or even looking at social media, Mm -hmm. I try to get myself realistically, uh, I don't look at my phone for the first half hour. Mm-hmm. of waking. It's just, I'm like, uh, whatever. I do have my alarm as my phone still. So I smack that and then I just leave it on the nightstand, get ready for the day. And the very first thing I check is my bank account mm-hmm. because I want that to be at the forefront of everything that I'm doing. I want that to be the thing where the majority of my attention is going. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say like, you know, that's, simply to say like, I want more money in there. And so in order to do that, I have to know exactly where that's going. Right. What is going to, what, what pieces of my attention are going to help to grow that right now? Right. And so it's crazy how that affects everything else throughout the day for me, from a financial standpoint. So, uh, first thing I do is I check my bank account. The second thing I do is, is my affirmations for the day or set my intention for the day. Those two transitions subtly alter every decision I make throughout the day. 
the thing I did for social media, because I believe that social media can also be used as a tool. And so about every quarter I go through and I scrub my social media and I weed the garden. Mm-hmm. I create, you can create the social platform that you want to have. Mm-hmm. This gets weird when we go into cancel culture, right? This for me is less that and more like, how do I want to cultivate my world? Mm-hmm. And so sticking with the, like you're, you're the product of the six people you surround yourself with. I think for a majority of us, we're surrounding ourselves with less people and more social. Mm-hmm. And so if that's going to be part of my reality, which it is, I have created a social platform of only people that I would like to mimic or be like at one, at one point in the, in the go. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't see a lot of, um, you know, like Sally's baby pictures and things like that on my social media. I see a lot of people that I think are doing the things that I would like to do at this moment. And that changes, mm-hmm. right. For, for a while, like that message will serve you. And then you're like, okay, that's not pivot. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I go through and I scrub my social media once a quarter. I decide if that, that account or that person is leading me the way I want to go. If not, I just unfollow Mm -hmm. (laughs) or unfriend or unsubscribe or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that has been one of the most powerful things that I've done. One, my social is a less triggering space. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I've gotten rid of all of people that I disagree with their views. I would say that the majority of my social media, I disagree with their views because it allows me the space to sit with that without being directly across the table from that person. Mm-hmm. And then when I am directly across the table, because uh, realistically, the, the gym we own is full of all different viewpoints. Mm-hmm. And when somebody casually mentions something that I'm like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so much, it's so much easier for me to respond to. Mm-hmm. I've had practice in my own head, but I've had practice. Right. And so creating that world of people that I think have built beautiful brands that truly like live by their brand. I think some of the people that have built some of the most beautiful brands, I might not want to hang out with them. Mm-hmm. And I truly appreciate what they've done from an entrepreneurial standpoint. Mm -hmm. So I've created that world and that's mostly my Instagram. My Facebook is a little bit more family and all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But my Instagram is the place where I go for business inspiration Mm -hmm. and to learn different trips and tips and tricks and market. Like I I think I follow like 10 marketers Mm -hmm. and I'm only following like, I don't less than a hundred people because I only want those views in my world right now. And so you can also use social media as a tool. Absolutely can. And, and go through and weed your garden. Mm -hmm. Be conscious. If you're going to unconsciously unlock your brain and your attention, the only thing that you have control over, one of the only things you have control over in life is your attention. If you are going to willingly give that to a small app on a small box, craft it. Mm-hmm. Use it for yourself. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, looking at this from the the money perspective too, like, you know, time, energy, money, like they're in this interlocked triangle. Yeah. Because usually we're exchanging time for money or yeah. energy for money or effort or the time that we spent crafting our expertise in a, in a given subject. Like 
it was an interesting, this is a sidebar, interesting quote of like, I think it was a personal trainer or a coach or something like that, or I think they were boiling this down for multiple professions. Like I'm not paid the amount that I am for the hour of time with the client or the half hour of time with the client. Yep. It's the certifications I took. It's the thousands of hours that I've cultivated additional relationships, all of the additional time of learning outside of the paid hours. Yep. Um, it's you're getting paid for that, not just the time that you're there. Right. And so if that's the case with those areas, like we can, we can put higher value on higher value content 100% rather than being at the mercy of the algorithm. Yeah. Like, tell it what you want Yep. and use the interactions, use your interactions a little more sparingly, truly only like things that you really want to see more of. Yep. And I'm sure people listening to this are starting to have some, some thoughts and feelings of like, well, what if so-and-so's feelings are hurt? I've okay. So like, I've thought about that and I've also thought like if that person has time to scrub their friend list mm -hmm. <laughs> to because you don't get a notification when somebody unfollows you. No. So if they've had time to go through and our relationship has become so surface level that it is down to a Facebook mm -hmm. interaction. And that you're going to use that as the thing that you care the most about. Then I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, I did this going, I don't even remember which presidential election cycle it was. I think it was like 10, 15 years ago at this point. Yeah. It had to been like 2012 or somewhere around there. I just didn't want to see anything on it. Yeah. I was like, I made up my mind. I don't, like nobody's going to sway my way. My, like all I'm going to hear is people shouting into the void one way or another. Yeah. And like, it just gets upsetting after a time. Yes. Of like, I just don't, I really don't care what your opinion is at this point. Yeah. Anybody's. Like yeah. I have my own and that's really all that matters. And because I'm not looking to debate anybody on this in real life, like looking for talking points for my social media feed. And so I just went through and like, all right, they start talking about this unfollow or snooze. You can snooze people for 30 days on yeah. Facebook, things like that, yep. which is usually the, the platform for those types of things. Let it go. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, for some of these people, like they're still on a friends list. And uh, I went and reviewed some of it one day and I was like, oh yeah, they've been on They've been on perpetual snooze for eight years. I was like, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, and like, it is your reality to create. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm going to, I'm going to say this because I think Jeremy and I are on the same page with this. Like it is also healthy to have conversations. Mm -hmm. and, and I mean, out in the world with a person. Yes. Of people that are very different than you. Mm hmm that is like, even though I have crafted my Instagram, <laughs> that does not mean that I don't thoroughly enjoy having conversations with people that are different than me. There was a time period for myself that I definitely did not want that because it could be challenging. Yeah. And like looking at myself from where I've been, where I'm going, all of these things, like I went on a retreat and like, are there areas with the men that I was on this retreat with that I would very much disagree with yes and it doesn't really matter all that much like yeah. the disagreement piece of it is like the more and more that i i i grow and learn is like you know who am i to be the expert at level in anything like what there are things that i do know and that things that are my experience has told me are true and that i've seen results from 
does that does that negate somebody else's truth at all? One hundred percent. And can I be in the room and listen and learn and be curious about it rather than passing an immediate judgment upon whatever they do? And so it's like I can sit and have a conversation with somebody who has, by all accounts, that might be beliefs that are so foreign to me that I can't even understand it. And rather than to say, no, you're wrong, I can actually be curious and have a conversation about it. And be curious, like, how did you get there? Yeah. Like, what's the, like, how did we get here? You, did you just wake up one day and you, and then like you got this message and you decided to go down this path or like what led you to that, that area? Yeah. And knowing that even as coaches, if you're an ice house client listening to this, think about how long it took for you to truly trust what your coach was telling you. Mm -hmm. And now think about how many one-off conversations that you've had with people that you think you can change their mind. Mm -hmm. Right? Like that trust is not built on an Instagram platform Mm -hmm. or a Facebook platform. For some people it is. If you've like, there are people with brands that have built that I'm like, yep, I trust them in their ability to build a brand mm-hmm. 100%. And I trust them in that area of life. Mm-hmm. Right. There are also people that I follow on social that I'm like dabbling. I'm like, hmm, that's different than what I've heard before. Mm-hmm. Right. But what I think is, is super important is the reality that you can craft that message. Mm-hmm. You can craft we've talked about this on the weird podcast, but you can craft your entire reality, mm-hmm. not just your Facebook feed. Well, I was just going, I was smirking because do you think you can change somebody's mind? No, oh. it's up to them to change their mind. It's up to them. Like they're the only ones that can do it. You can, you can maybe lead them along and feed the nugget of information that may allow them to change their own mind. But like when we're talking about, especially like the political spectrum pieces of it, um, especially with how social media works, like, you're not changing anybody's mind on anything. No. You're just getting people rallied to, they already believe what you're saying. Yeah. And the majority of time it's triggering your fight or flight response. Yes. You're every time you're triggered on social media. I wish there was like a comparison. Like if somebody did like for the amount of hours that you spend in your life triggered, how much does that take off the end of your life? Mm -hmm. Like for every every day you spend upregulated, mm-hmm. <laughs> how much do you lose on the back end? Yeah. And especially with zero, uh, normalization back to the other side of the equation. And I'd say that's the majority of people, right? Mm-hmm. We we're not good at, especially in this day and age, we're not, we're terrible at downregulating. If mm-hmm. we were good at it, we wouldn't have half the health problems that we have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> because we, we put this idea, especially as Americans that like I should be doing more and it comes back to that telling yourself that what I did today was enough. This is exactly what I needed to do today. Even if it was laying on the couch all day and napping. But like even, so we're also terrible at using the tools that we have to, to get us back to mm-hmm. homostasis, right? So yep. homostasis is laying on the couch and watching TV. Whereas the reality is like breath work, cold, hot, TRE, whatever it is, mm-hmm. meditation. Uh, many, many modalities. And those are the things that it's so much easier to doom scroll or watch TV. And we think we're down regulating. I think that, so there was, there's two main European cultures that utilize napping mm-hmm. in the day, to, like as like protected yep. constitutional rights. And I believe it's Spain and Greece were the two like last holdouts of these things. 
believe Spain just recently in the past year or so took away that protected right. I could be completely wrong with this. It was a European country Mm -hmm. is one of the two. They took that away as like a protected workers right. And they saw a major uptick in cardiac events. Mm -hmm. And it's like overzealous or overbearing American could be like, well, they're just being so lazy. Yeah. Taking that nap in the middle of the day, productivity needs to get higher. We need to we need to grind, 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 grind more, more, more. Yeah. And reality is that we see this as a direct. We we see these these changes happening, and then we see the data of coming out of it. It's a fascinating thing to explore. Of like, all right, they had this extra hour of time to themselves to spend however they would please, recouping, napping. They're coming back more refreshed and they're just as productive. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot less in healthcare that we have to pay out. Yeah. And that goes with, uh, I think that's equal to social media. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe in the social experiment, they talk about it. And I don't, I didn't pull that data, but they talk a lot about suicide in that one mm-hmm. um, because of comparison, because of the, the lack of attention. Right. And so being conscious about that. I can remember I started a, when I was in a feelings camp, one of the people said that their social media thing that they get on Sundays tells you how much you've been on your phone mm-hmm. was upwards of nine to 10 hours. Wow. Per week or per day? Uh, it's an average per day. Oh, wow. That's the average per day. That's absurd. Of nine to 10 hours of time stuck in that little box. Yeah. Just captivated yep. going through it. And, and it, you know, there's the quote unquote, I use it for work, right? Mm-hmm. And my, my always, I'm like, but do you? <laughs> I mean, are you actually paid for nine hours of scrolling uh-huh. or are you utilizing that as a crutch? Yeah. This is another area that I wanted to deny for a long time as well, is that it's not just social media, folks. Mm-hmm. It's your TV. Yep. It's your video games. Yep. It can even be your music choices. Like, what are we actually surrounding ourselves with? Yeah. And like, I grew up a video gamer, like. Like that was a big part of yeah. uh, adolescence and early adulthood for me. It's become a lot less just because of other other personal issues that I've created for myself of, well, I'm just going to work yep. three times as much yep. um, and not allow myself the time and space. But these are the same things too, is that I'm allowing this story, like the amount of times I've gotten caught up in a story in a game or a story in a show. I'm like, this is so beautiful. This is so amazing. Like, like this hero's journey that they're on. Mm-hmm. And I'm just vicariously living what I could do for myself out in the world. And, you know, maybe not as spectacular a way. I'm not out there <laughs> fighting demons or <laughs> dragons or anything like that. But yeah. like we could also find the adventure in our mundane in our lives or create that adventure for ourselves in ways that we maybe hadn't always or hadn't ever thought of before Yeah, is that we, we use that as a a way to supplant our ability to dream and go out into the world and do. Um, I was reading some interesting things on, on my trip of like, we utilize that TV shows, movies, video games, social media, as a like a different because we don't really have a great uh coming of age ritual or coming mm-hmm. of age uh like challenge for people mm-hmm. and because we don't have that of where 
it's the act of the hero picking up the sword reluctantly, mm-hmm. um, going on their hero's journey. We don't have that major event like that. So we're vicariously just reliving that same pattern over and over and over again through our media. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, being able to recognize that even in your social media habits. Yeah. Like, yeah. am I trying to fulfill something that I don't even know what it is right now? Yeah. And so let's look at, to tell people, oh, just don't go on social media is not realistic. No. Right. That's like saying, just quit sugar tomorrow. Mm, for most of us, it's not realistic. Well, and when we talk about our negations, we know how terrible that is for advice anyways. Yeah. And so things you can do, start to craft your social media. Mm-hmm. Weed your garden. Just, I'm giving you permission. If you needed permission to go weed your social media garden, I am bestowing that to you right now. <laughs> go through and, and weed that. Set a boundary in the morning and in the evening. Start there. Mm-hmm. Don't look at your social media first thing when you wake up. Give yourself the chance to start the day. An hour is the ideal. Let's start with 20 minutes to a half hour. Mm -hmm. of no social media when you wake up. Make the first thing you check something impactful, Mm -hmm. whether that's your bank account, whether that's a, a, you know, a deal you're working on, make it something impactful, something that's going to move the needle for you. Check that first. You're going to go to social media. Great. Mm -hmm. Start to notice why you're there right? Check in on the story you're telling yourself that social media is going to solve, right? For me, it's usually an avoidance of a feeling. It usually, if I am doom scrolling, I would be better served to have my journal in front of me Mm -hmm. and just unconsciously writing. Be aware of those things, right? Start to have an awareness of when you're on it. Can you be the friend that leaves it in your coat pocket when you go to dinner? Can you be the person to yourself who, if you're, if you're single and you're eating dinner by yourself, can you not have your phone? Are you in relationship? Can you not have your phone at dinner? Right? Start with these parameters and see where then you can challenge yourself from there. Mm-hmm. Right? The thing is built to keep you on it. There are people spending, I would probably guess upwards of billions of dollars to learn how to keep you on this platform. Mm-hmm you are fighting an equally uphill battle as you are when you go to the grocery store and the first thing you see when you walk in is donuts and the last thing you see when you walk out are candy bars, Mm -hmm. right? Like same battle. Where in your life can you start to set those things? Spend, if you haven't already, spend the time looking at where do I want this year to go? What are some accounts that I could follow that maybe have great tips to help me get there? Who's giving good content? And great content isn't always asking you to buy something. Mm -hmm. Great content is giving you everything they know, Mm -hmm. right? Who can help you get there? Start following those people, start liking those things, start sharing those things, send them in. Like if you have a group of friends, that's on this journey with you, share those back and forth. Like I, uh, (laughs) my wife and her best friend are great at sending me puppy videos on Instagram because they're like, you've had a really heavy day. Here's something light. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's like their job. Right. I also have a group of friends and I'm like, look at this. This is really cool. 
Mm-hmm. Right. I also have a group of mountain bike friends. I'm like, do you see this? This is rad. How do we do this? Where do we get mm-hmm. here? Right. Create those groups so that you have the support that it maybe isn't right here in Fargo. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe they are all over the world because we are more connected than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. Create meaning to those things. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not looking for the chat between my wife and, and her best friend, I'm not looking for deep educational content from that group of people. <laughs> Love them. Puppy videos. Every once yeah. in a while we get something really cool. Mm-hmm. Usually I sent it, but <laughs> I, I'm not, that's not what that's for. Yeah. And being okay with that, right? Mm-hmm. The, the group over here, that's what that's for. They're sending me really cool shit. They're like, hey, check this out. Mm-hmm. Think about this. Have you, have you seen this? Understanding the intention of that. And then I can't stress enough, weed your garden, weed it. Yep. Quarterly, weed it. My number one thing for this, it can be a bit spicy for folks. Turn off your notifications. Oh, I've never had mine on. <laughs> oh, try it with an on for Yeah, a week. no, no, <laughs> I would just explode. Yeah. And it's. You know, I've, I've done some experiments with myself on oh, this. That and it gave can, me anxiety. Yeah, it can, it's, <laughs> and like, if you have a brain that operates like mine, where you see the, you see the little notification, you see the little icon, you can't help. But to look but at look it. But look at it. Yeah. It's just like the, 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 the same reason why I leave cupboards open all the time. Like I gotta, I, I gotta remind <laughs> myself what's in there. Like when I close it, I forget that there's any, like there's nothing in there. Yeah. And that, yeah, it becomes the constant reminder that there's this thing in my pocket, on my desk. Yeah. There's always something to pull my attention away from whatever I'm doing or whatever I'm looking at. Turn off your notifications. Schedule your times of when you're going to check what's going on in the world. If you use a productivity measuring app that measures your time, like, you know, Apple has this in their iOS, Android has some other tools for this as well, where you can actually see how much time you spent in different apps. The before and after when you turn off notifications is drastic. Yeah. Because you're no longer just pulled left and right. Like, oh, just five minutes here. Oh, just five minutes here. Oh, just 10 minutes here. Oh, just an hour here. Like you start to whittle those things away. And the more that you delay the gratification of that instantaneous hit of like, oh, shiny light, Beep. go to the shiny light, check out the sign. Oh, there's nothing. Okay. Oh, again, still nothing. Okay. Like yeah. the, the more that you start to pull that away from your front of mind, it becomes easier and easier and easier and easier to then go, you know, I haven't, I haven't actually checked my social media for a few days. Yeah. And that's okay. And I'm fine with that. This is a, this is a, a good topic between uh, Ashley and I. Mm-hmm. So she is in that group where we send puppy videos. She'd be like, did you see the video I sent? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, you never see them. I'm like, cause I don't look. Yeah. <laughs> and so and one, and it's 1000% cause I don't have notifications on. Mm-hmm. I have notifications on the ice house uh, messaging and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It should, notifications should be for the most important things for you. Yeah. Also, my social media is not on my home screen. Yeah. It's three pages back. Mm-hmm. 
I have some stuff stashed in folders. It's, so yeah, I don't even see the icons. It's in a folder three pages back. Yeah. So it's not even close to my front page mm-hmm. because it was such a problem. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, then I would see the red light. I wouldn't have the notification, but the little red light. The little, would be there uh, yeah, or you guys whatever. have that thing. Yeah. yeah. And then I shut the red light off and then I was like, okay, we're doing great. But mm-hmm. then it's still there. Yeah. It's right? the temptation. is, But it's the same thing. We can look at this from a, not even a social media perspective. We can throw this into the nutrition realm. Absolutely. Like, because we have so many easy options to just press a button and have a calorically dense or nutrient um, lacking meal delivered right to our doors within less than an hour, sometimes even shorter, 15 minutes. This is going to blow people's minds. Is that you can just uninstall that app. I've never had food delivered yeah, since college. Wow. So when somebody, what's it, what is it now? The, um, what's the big, the DoorDash, DoorDash. Yeah. there it is. Grubhub, never Uber use Eats, any of those things. Never use yeah. those. You're better because better off funny. because they're so expensive. Like when you look at it, you're like, um, man, you know, I really want a cheeseburger. I could drive to the grocery store, spend, I don't know what, six to $8 for a pound of meat, yeah. grab some buns. Ah, oh, man, that's like $50. Uh, to like just to make myself one hamburger because I have to buy everything everything in, yeah in packages and in larger amounts of it or I could just hit the button and spend fifty dollars for one of them <laughs> 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 to have somebody drive across town and bring me a lukewarm smushed whatever yeah. cheeseburger from McDonald's or whatever that's so wild and I was like uh, yeah it, like I've, I've I've used it and like yeah, fallen into that and likely have spent thousands upon thousands of dollars in enriching DoorDash. We actually just talked about this the other day. We were like, I was like, man, I wish we were like delivery food people, but we're just not. Yeah. And so we didn't even download the app because we're like, well, I guess we're just not we're just those not people. those kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did fight that fight this morning, though. I I woke up and I also slept in a little bit and I was like, I am not making myself breakfast. Where are we going? And then I was like, and you're making yourself breakfast. Cause yeah. that was your first thought. Mm-hmm. So figure it out. You got like 10 minutes, get some eggs in Do the pan, <laughs> take it with you. Yeah. 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 The impulse that we have for the convenience, like the amount of times where I'm like, I'm going to order this for the convenience factor. And then you sit, uh, sit there and end up waiting for an hour anyways. And like, I could have eaten already. Yeah. I could have actually been like fully digested <laughs> and like feeling really good by the time the food actually rolls up. It gets here. So by the time it gets here, I'm ravenous. Yeah. And I eat that thing in two bites. Yeah. And then I go, well, what's next? I'm still hungry. Yeah. I just fed the first hungry monster. Now uh, I'm really I scratched hungry. one inch, but there's 30 more behind that one. Yeah. Yeah. So, Wild. and I mean, that can go the same. I did that for a long time too, where like Facebook was a, a big drain for me. So I just uninstalled the app. Yeah. And it's like, if I want to go to it, if I want to go to it on my phone, I have to go to it in the web browser. Yeah. And so I've it's, never gotten that bold. I think I'm going to, I need to do that again because it's like, yeah. there's no point in it for me. Yeah. Like if I, if I need to do something, I'm much more served doing it on my desktop and like on my laptop on a bigger screen anyways. Yeah. Like I'm not looking, I'm not looking to Facebook or Instagram for like to solve anything in my life anyways. Really? Aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) Aren't we all? No. No, No, it's all time suck. Yeah. It's It's all all it is. Avoidance. Yes. And so it's like protectors at this point, am I better served by just removing them? Yeah. I mean, there's certain things. Instagram makes it hard because if you're a business person or a content creator, there's only certain things you can do on the app. Yeah. And you can't do them on the laptop. Yep. Yeah. So that's the. 
different twenty two on that, but different different time. Yeah. Yeah. Limit your time. Kill the notifications. You know, look at what you're really avoiding. Yeah. What other quick tips as a, a refresh before we go? Literally, I think the best thing, like Jeremy nailed it, was let go of the notifications and then set those boundaries at night and in the morning. Mm -hmm. And if you're a person that's like, well, I can't sleep without scrolling, it's because it's told you you can't sleep without scrolling. It's a story you told yourself. And the app spends a lot of money to tell you that you can't sleep without scrolling. Mm -hmm. And so find a book, find a magazine, find something concrete that you can hold in your hands that is not electronic. Meditate. Yeah. Do something. Breath work. And yes, it is going to take you a solid week to kill that crutch of sleeping without your phone. Mm -hmm. And it is totally doable. Yes, it's going to take a week. <laughs> Humans did it for how many thousands, millions thousands of years? Of years. <laughs> well, up until, like, I've done it. To, when did I get my first smartphone? Was like, I, mean, I was old. Anyway, that's a different. I mean, but, like, we're on iPhone 15 and, like, you know, not even 20, 20 years ago, we didn't have any of this. Yeah. Like we still had flipped, like the razor hadn't even come out yet. Yeah. Like some of the kids listening to this are like, what now? <laughs> the, um, what? Yeah. Like what was it? 2008 was the first iPhone, I believe. Okay. Somewhere I, was like, there. I feel like I was out of college. Yeah. yeah. 2008, I think was the announcement. Somewhere around there was yeah. the first iPhone. And yeah. so. Before that, yeah, we had Blackberries, but like the amount of content and things like you could scroll on those was drastically smaller. Very small <laughs> and on a very terrible screen. <laughs> yeah. And so this is yeah. all new for us. Yeah. And so if it's new, you can always go back. Yeah. Not that far away. Yeah. So. And it does have some great things. If you can, if you can weed your garden and if you can create the reality that you want to see that, mm -hmm. that helps move your life even a smidge forward, even uh, opens your awareness to some things. Uh, it can be a great tool. 1% better every day is still... 1% better. Yeah. And yeah. over time, that's a huge amount of improvement. Yeah. So thanks for sticking with us again. Another week on the Ice House Fit Podcast. I'm Coach Jeremy. I'm Coach Mo. Make sure to hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Like, review, uh, whatever your platform allows for. It helps us get in front of more people. Uh, and even better is if you know somebody who needs to hear this message please share it with them. Yeah. We would love to be able to have that conversation through the podcast. And if you need additional help with this, we're always here. Reach out to us, social media, ironically. Uh, <laughs> you can send us a text message. You can send us emails. Uh, you can even just stop into the gym if you're in the Fargo-Moorhead area. And we would love to be able to assist you with whatever pieces of your health and wellness journey you need assistance with. Until next time, have an awesome rest of your day. Bye, everybody.